morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to the Snatch Podcast. My name is Latoya, the Queen of Jalof from Southwest London, of course. Boop, boop. And we have here <laughs> the King of Curry Goat, Rice and Peas. I haven't tasted it yet, though, by the way. I know, you haven't tasted it. I need to actually make it at some point. This will okay. happen. Okay. <laughs> this will happen. Well, we have the Black <laughs> Prince of NW10. Well okay, done. Okay, okay, okay. Well done. It's only taken you 18 months to I'm get that there. right, but that you got that right, 100%. <laughs> so we have the Dark Prince of NW10, you Hey, hey. What is going on, Wigs and Statchettes? Hope Ooh. you are all doing very well. So, uh, the PR, before we get into this very gritty episode, follow mm. us on Instagram, snatched.podcast. I think that's right. Um, I, I've got such a bad memory. Email us email us at contact at snatchpodcast.com. And then you yeah. can listen to this podcast across four streaming platforms. We have us on Spotify, Amazon Music, SoundCloud, and Apple. So you Ooh. cannot miss this episode even if you try, friends. Make sure you listen. <laughs> um, okay, so we are getting into this week's episode, which is quite a deep one today. We're really just going to focus on one thing that's been permeating the timeline and the news news um maybe not too much not enough for my liking but we will get into that in a minute mm. but the case of child q mm-hmm. and i thought it'd be really important for us to talk about that because as two black individuals who've gone through mm-hmm. the uk secondary school um a, a system yeah. we probably will have different experiences as a boy versus girl but mm-hmm. I think similar experiences because we're black students who have been in the UK education system. So for those that don't know about Child Q, um, a report was released this week um, about a child who had been pulled out of an exam and she'd been pulled into a medical room at a school in Hackney and was strip searched by two Met police officers um, after her teachers wrongly accused her or suspected her of carrying cannabis. This was in 2020, so we're just finding about, out about this two years later. The teachers called the police to bring out Child Q and the strip search occurred without the presence of another adult as the teachers waited outside the room. The search involved the exposure of her intimate body parts and the very, uh, not that it would be great anyway, but it was absolutely awful that she was on her mm. period. Mm-hmm. So, you know, women, we know what that's like, especially when you're a teenager. It's such a hard thing to navigate having your period as a teenager. Um, mm-hmm. But they asked her to remove her sanitary towel and actually no drugs were found because they didn't have it. Um, they couldn't find it, sorry. So the search was on the school premises and as we know, the adult wasn't there. But the safeguarding report has said that it was unjustified and also, so having not having a, another adult was unjustified, but also racism is likely to have been a factor mm-hmm. her mother has shared in the report how her daughter's doing post-exam because she had to go back into the exam after the strip after this strip search had happened no teacher asked how she was feeling um and it's had a, a really profound a, a impact on child q and she's self-harming she's in therapy yeah. she's just she's just not coping very well with this um you know there's so much to get into so mm-hmm. you were let's start with what is what was your initial response or feeling when this story came out this week i think i was um i'm not even gonna lie i was really upset mm. i was really really upset like it's it's crazy I, yeah it was, i was upset and it was rage at the yeah. same time like i feel that she's 
a 15 year old child at the time um, and she was obviously sitting her exam so to take her out a you, you take her out of the exam you then two police officers irrespective well yeah females doesn't really matter yeah you still strip searched her knowing that she's on her period told her to take out like, her sanitary towel and then sent her back to the exam like she's mm-hmm. some sort of fucking animal mm-hmm. it's it it, it 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 was it i was upset it, it, I was livid because once again, we're still in the same position where everyone wants to talk about, oh, you know, like, it, it, I think it just highlights, again, just the intensity of the institutional racism that is in the system, in the yeah. political system, in the it, 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 in our society. Mm-hmm. Like, and you would think that, you know what, like, this is a horror story that I don't think anyone would have imagined that they would have heard of or we would have heard in, 20, in the 20th, in 2022. Mm-hmm. Like... You know, you hear some of that shit potentially back in the day, not yeah, now, yeah, yeah. right? But I think it, it's just evident that, you know, that the racism is still, it still exists mm-hmm. 110% and it's so ingrained into the, 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 the same system that's supposed to be there to protect us. Mm-hmm. It's, it's bollocks. Like, I was livid, as I said, really upset. I think mm-hmm. it was... It was quite traumatic. It was not only traumatic for for the individual, for the child, but I think it's super traumatic for black people also. Mm -hmm. Because once again, like, our bodies ain't worth shit. Yeah. Once again, where um, the dehumanisation of the black body is evident. Mm -hmm. Like, it's... So, it is... Yeah, I was just, I was really upset and I was yeah. actually quite livid. Um, and the only reason why I'm supposed to go out of protest today, right, today mm. at and I know we'll get into it, but I'm supposed to go in protest today. Unfortunately, I can't make it, but that would have been my first protest ever. But I would have stood up there regardless whether or not like, I have a sign or not. I'd have been making up a hella noise. Hella noise, yeah. Hella noise. It's just, yeah, it's really disgusting. It's really disgusting. So. I can't even, so. there's so much to unpick and I can't even articulate, like, how I feel. <laughs> About Where do the you whole begin thing. with it? I mean, yeah, exactly. It's wrong on so many different so levels. There's many so levels. many layers. So many. Like so, so yeah. My initial thoughts was yeah, rage, upset, livid. That was my initial kind of like thoughts and feelings. Absolutely. And I know we'll get into it. But yeah, what about you? I mean, okay. As I mentioned on this podcast, quite a lot of times as I used to be a teacher. So when this story came out, I thought. Wow, the process, because I've worked in a school where there's an on-site police officer, which I never agreed with in the first place. Because I think when you have an on-site police officer, I mean, in this school, the on-site police officer was away. So the process of which you would have had to go through to call the police into school, it's not straightforward. You cannot just, you as a teacher cannot just pick up the phone and go and call the police. There's a process to all of this. Mm. So... First of all, I just want to address the fact having police officers on school premises should not be happening. I believe that when you have a police officer on site in a school, it sends a message to children, whether black, white, whatever the case may be. Because these are not not happening in private schools. They're not happening in posh schools. They're happening in areas of deprivation a lot of the time. Mm. And when I saw the police officer, yeah, he was really nice. Oh, yeah, cool. Come and speak to the boys. But why are we having this dynamic already where children under the age of 16 are coming into contact with people who have authority to put them into prison or arrest them over minor incidents. Why are we teaching them in such a way to obey the law in a way that doesn't need to happen? Because Mm. I feel like you don't need to have a police officer on school premises. So for me personally, when I worked in a school and I saw that there, I didn't like it full stop. But Mm. the second thing what made me question this process is, as I said earlier, it is a very 
long process to call a police officer into school. Like, it's not straightforward. She, this teacher would have had to go to possibly the head of year. So there's a, there's a chain of um, mm. steps that would have happened. Possibly would have gone to, had to go to the head of year or the safeguarding officer, because there will be one in the school premises. That safeguarding pr- pr- officer may have had to contact the police officer who's not in that day. That police officer would then have to give the names or the contact of who you need to do or would have given the advice on what the school should do next. On top of that, the police officers then come into the school. The parent is not contacted, which should happen, Mm. especially if you're going to search. But already, I as a police officer, if you've told me you've already searched this this girl's belongings, coat, bag, there's no further thing for me to do. If she smells of weed, I'm just going to talk to her and say, okay, listen, uh, there's nothing on you that we can find, but X, Y, Z, you need to understand the ramifications of smoking drugs on the premises, if that is indeed what happened. But the fact that then you would have had to escort her yeah. to a room, past other members of staff, so it wouldn't have been done in isolation, and then search her, that's a teacher with a vendetta. And that's the first mm. thing I said. This is a teacher that didn't like this girl from the outset. You don't like her. You've been unable to locate the drugs, but it's, you've got to be in your bonnet. And I'm going to tell you as parents, because I've worked with teachers like this, some teachers don't like children and they specifically don't like children from certain backgrounds and they're very clear about it. And I, as a young black teacher who was in that system, let me tell you, I know not everybody wants to get into education, but if that's your passion, if you like working with young people, they do need to see more people that look like us. And I'm not even just talking about black teachers i'm also talking about white working class people i'm talking about asians i'm talking about everybody who isn't the majority white privileged person because at the end of the day they have no safe space when there are teachers who are coming in who are doing teach first no shade if you've done teach first but you've gone to cambridge they've popped you in this school in the middle of south london or east london they said stay here for two years and we'll pay you this money because you're able to help these little rapscallions who need a bit of help um and then they (laughs) that's what it is True. I worked with one teacher. Um, listen, they tried to tell me that I should take training from him. I said, well, how old is this boy? I'm really sorry. And I'm going to call him a boy. Because he came to tell me about a student and saying like, oh, you know, student, you know, X, you know, he's got a lot of potential. I can see it. I said, no, student X probably needs to be spoken to by his grandma or his mum. There's nothing you're going to say that's going to help him. What do you do when he finishes two years? You were? He's gone to Africa to build a school. Okay. Oh, God. So, saviour. So, I feel a lot of things about the situation. Mm. And it is, for me, and I think it was summarised quite really, really well in the the media about the adultification of black Mm -hmm. girls and black children as a whole. And I was having a conversation with um, someone about this other day and I said, as a black teenage girl, we're not allowed to be teenagers. Like, that coming-of-age babysitter's club situation... We don't have that. When you read these American teen books, we don't have that because already yeah. we're getting the conversation from our parents and it's not their fault. But if if your parent is already telling you that you have to work 10 times harder than everyone else, why do I have to work 10 times harder? I'm a child. I don't mm. have to work. I'm supposed to enjoy my, enjoy my teenhood. So already you've got that coming from the black community that, listen, this is what's happening. This is what you have to be. And then you're facing teachers who are telling you you're feisty. You're this, you're that. Even black teachers telling you, I remember my, my head teacher, bless her, she was a good woman. But when you're telling us that we've got to stand up, we have to represent, don't be, um, don't behave like fisher women in the middle of black, um, Brixton Market. That's what she told us. Don't behave like what? Fisher, fisher women in the middle of Brixton Market? Ma'am, I'm 14 years old. <laughs> what? 
Wow. Like 14 years old. Yeah, no, I'm for allowed sure. to scream and have a laugh. Why yeah, do I have yeah. to be an adult? Like, yeah. there are coming of age things that I think black kids do not get to experience in the same way as their white counterparts. And not all white counterparts. Let me be clear, because mm. I know that obviously if you're from a working class background or someone who's, there's poverty in your family, you'll probably have, there'll be similar trajectories of what happens. Mm. But I'm talking about that kind of like, oh, get a little bit drunk in the park and it's all funny. Woohoo! Tell those stories to your kids. You, we don't do that because you know what? Get drunk in the park. Oh, hello, PC Tom. PC yeah, no, Tom's sure. coming to search your bag. Yeah. So... I am so sad for this girl. I'm so sad thinking if I was 15 and that happened to me, it would change my life. Yeah, no, 100%. Like, she's obviously, she's going to be scarred for, she's going to be scarred for life and scarred for a long time. Yeah. Um, I know, obviously, in some of the reports, she's basically saying that, you know, she can't go a single day without wanting to scream, shout, cry, or just give up. Obviously, yeah. as you mentioned, that, you know, it's had a profound effect on her mental health in terms of, of I think a quote has been that she has be, she was a very happy-go-lucky uh, kind of girl, but now she's a little bit of, like, a recluse. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there's self-harm that's kind of involved as well. So the impact it's had on her mental health, a, on her, yeah, her from a spirit, spirit from a, a emotional, um, from a physical and equally a spiritual perspective um, and a mental perspective is just nuts. And then equally, I think the impact that it's had on the community, the wider community, um, it, it is it, it is crazy. Um, and I agree with you in terms of you know like there are teachers that will that generally have vendettas against students. I know because I've had a few of those teachers back in the day um, uh, that have vendettas against me. Um, but yeah, to your point, actually, why are we having, you know, uh, you know, why are we having police officers in schools? I think to your point, it does send the wrong message. Like, is it a public place of learning or is it almost like a prison? Yeah. Like you're introducing kids to that at that at, at that time. And I don't necessarily think it's necessary. Like no. children should be allowed to be children. Absolutely. Like 100%, yes, absolutely. There's a rise in kind of like, you know, violence amongst like teens. Doesn't mm -hmm. matter whether they're, girls, boys, whatever. So I understand in terms of that, you know, there needs to be, um, uh, there needs to be some sort of system that supports kind of like safe, safeguard obviously our children. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah, having police officers on site in school, I just think, yeah, to your point, it sends the wrong message. Yeah. And furthermore, like, literally, I, I was, I wanted to ask you as well, like, yeah. if that was the case, so for example, if that was me, right, and I was in school, in my head, to you, go, but going back onto what you're saying in terms of the process, right, mm. if you're a teacher and you suspect, you suspect that a student smells of weed or has yeah. doesn't, whatever, right, and you're in an exam, would you not wait until the exam's finished and then pull them aside or flag it to obviously a senior member of teaching staff yeah. and therefore what they can do? In my head, I'm like, would they not contact social services first and yeah. foremost? Or do they have to contact police? What is what is that? What's the process? Yeah. Because I, the only time I'll be contacting police is if I fear my life is in danger. Yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if if there was whispers in terms of, and maybe, maybe because I'm just... Um, maybe I'm not a teacher, so I'm not trained in it. But if I thought that there was a gun or if there was a mm, knife, then mm -hmm. I was like, okay, fair enough. But if, okay, cool, the student smells of cannabis, that might not even be her. She could be around friends that were smoking cannabis. Do you yeah. know? I, so I just don't understand, like, I don't understand the thought process and how it escalated to get yeah. to this. That's the teacher with a vendetta. I mean, even if she did stink of weed, okay, she smoked it now, now what? 
Like at the end yeah, of the day, well, how many people yeah. smoking on premises? When I was a teenage girl, a lot of people were smoking cigarettes on premises, smoking weed on the premises. So at the end of the day, I was. You could go into the exact. <laughs> <laughs> like, drinking, I was doing all of it. Doing all sorts. I've smelled. Yeah. Shoot, I smelled students thinking of cigarettes. Yeah. At this point in time, my lesson has begun. I do not care. You're not smoking in my yeah. classroom. Like at the end of the day, you, you personally for me, I pick my battles. If I feel mm. that the child smells of cigarettes or um, weed or whatever, again, there is a process. There is a pro. You don't just. I can call the parent, but normally mm. what you do is well. I mean, I've been out of the game for a while, so any teachers can correct me. But I don't think the process has differed that much. Normally, mm. what would happen is you would contact the form tutor, you contact the head of year, you let them mm. know that you're going to be contacting the parent. That is normally the process. So if this is mm. now the second or third time, which the report doesn't say that, it doesn't say that she resisted being searched, it doesn't say that she was arguing, it says nothing. She complied. Yeah. So at this yeah. point, she's probably smoked the thing if she's even smoked it in the first place, or she's been mm. around people who have been smoking it. And, you know, kids, they have a code of conduct. They're not going to dob their friend in. They're probably not going to say anything. So she's no, like, No, okay, because cool. they're like, stitches get stitches. Yeah. So she's probably like, yeah. cool, search my bag. There's nothing in it anyway. Now, as I said, if you are the teacher who's in that situation, every school has their own process. But if the child is already smelling of it already, to me personally, if I've searched your bag and I've searched your blazer and I've asked you to empty everything out, my line is done now. That has to now go That's through it. the proper channels. It's not me calling the police. So the fact yeah. that this tutor, maybe the girl back chatted to the teacher or something or said something, it's possible. She could have said yeah, something no, to the sure. teacher like, like, right, right yeah. whatever, like, I ain't got nothing, whatever, and left it as that. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. She maybe never did any of that. But the teacher has a vendetta. And apparently the teacher has been sacked. I read the teacher okay, has good. been sacked. Um, and the, the police kids, officers, because I think police, police officers, where are they at? They, I think they've been suspended. You know how it goes. It's very difficult. Oh, it's suspended pending yes, investigation. Yeah, but okay. Uh, probably. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, you know, we know how it rolls. It's very hard to sack police officers. Look at yeah. the whole bloody uh, Wayne Cousins and the Sarah Everett yeah. situation. I think he was still on pay before this yeah. whole thing came out. So, um, yeah, I think that that in itself, the teacher has already gone through this process to do it. But I think what galvanises my spirit a little bit, and I'm not going to name the girls' school. I do know what school it is because, mm. unfortunately, you know, kids, they like to whatever. But the kids within the school mm. staged a protest this week, which I thought mm. was absolutely yeah. fantastic. I saw they it. They literally They told, were out, up in arms. Up in arms. We ain't, we ain't going to we lessons. Going I was like, yes. And you <laughs> yeah. know what? I'm so, so proud of them. And I feel like yeah. when it comes to change, maybe millennials, we're a little bit past it. Maybe the, the, the Gen Zs that are a little bit older, a little bit past it, but the younger ones, mm -hmm. I feel like this, they're not going to stand for it anymore. And actually what de de will destabilise institutional racism is the younger people coming up because mm -hmm. absolutely you should be protesting and absolutely yeah. the teachers' heads should roll. Should absolutely, I firmly believe as a parent, as much as the teacher is loco parentis, I think that's the term, loco parentis, they look after your child while you're away. They're supposed to take that role of guardian. My advice to parents is, yeah, when your teacher calls you or you're sitting in front of a parent's evening and they're telling you that your child did X, Y, Z, really going through all of that, I think you just let them know, thank you for letting me know, I will deal with this myself outside of work. When you build a at work sorry outside of this meeting because i think when you build this kind of I, i'm always on the side of the teachers and you never believe your child that's mm -hmm. very dangerous oh yeah 100 percent. 
I actually believe that you should believe your child first every time. Yeah. And that's someone that's going to teach her. And I think as well, like, the reality of it is you know your child better than the teacher. Like, fair yes. enough, you're fair, you're, you, you probably, your teacher spends probably more, I would say, academic yeah. time with your child. Yeah. But the reality of it is, based on the values that you brought your that you bring your child up yeah. with, would determine actually the relationship that you have. Yeah. So 100%, I agree with you in terms of actually, you know, your par parents should absolutely believe their child. I just wish that... Mummy Dolores done that when I was at school, 100%. Do you know what I mean? It's true. It's very true. But you know what? I was just having a thought as well. Yeah. Like, you know, it'd be really interesting. I'm not too sure if the teacher, they don't really, we don't know if the teacher was male or female, do we? No, that hasn't been released. Right. Because you know what? I'm just thinking like, you know, I, I was just thinking that whilst we, we always seem to take one step forward and that 10 steps backwards, right? Mm -hmm. So if you really think about the whole thing, if the teacher who called the police was female, right, mm -hmm. against a female student and then mm -hmm. female police officers come in there yeah. and then strip search her, the impact that it has, A, basically on, as you know, the trust of our community to the, to the police force, yeah. right? That's number one. B, when we're supposed to, we really don't necessarily see women police officers on a regular basis. So actually the impact is had in terms of women's safety and that whole thing around like sisterhood mm. and all that stuff, that's just gone out the fucking window because yeah. that, you know, child kids probably sitting there and be like, look at this bitch. She called the police on me. Mm -hmm. These two police officers, female police officers come and obviously come, uh, come and strip search me. It really shatters any form of trust yeah. that you have with women in general yeah. um and then equally with, with with the police force um also so i think again just a, just a random thought in terms of the impact obviously that this will yeah, have sure. that that will and can have um mm -hmm. uh on um how the community view the police mm -hmm. and obviously how uh individual females view each other as well I mean, which is really disappointing teacher i don't know why so my gut says it's a female it could be a male so does mine but I feel like when I've worked with male teachers in the past, I'm not even trying to be funny here, but a lot of the time, they ain't got the time for it. Like, they, unless it's like a proper, like, old school, you being rude to me or whatever. But a lot of the time, male teachers, I don't think they have the time for it. I am generalising a lot, because if it is a male teacher, then it's a male teacher. Yeah, but my true. gut says it's a female teacher because of the lengths gone to mm. to do it but i could be mm. wrong yeah no true wrong. true but i think you're going back to your point that you know like you when you were a teacher you were saying about picking your battles i think it's yeah i agree it's all about that value add like what yeah. value did it add to the school and equally to the individual and the police officer's time that you got them to take her out of her mm -hmm. exam done the strip search mm -hmm. already you know that she's menstruating and already that's going to be She'll be all over the place. I know how stressful it can be. I don't know from personal well, experience, no, but, you but know, I, I grew up in a house full of Jamaican women, so I know what it's <laughs> you like. Know how right? it goes, yeah. But there's a, there's a lot of stigma around menstrual cycles anywhere, yeah. and it shouldn't be. And embarrassing. Like, and embarrassing, and then send her back to the exam. Like, what value has that and did it allow added her to for clean anybody? Up or change her pad? Yeah. What value is that adding? Like, it's just it's it's barbaric. That it, for me, that was super barbaric. I ain't gonna lie, and you know, and you know when people are like, oh, um, and I know we've spoken about it on previous episodes around mm -hmm. oh, the whole aspects of police brutality and the comparison of obviously um, police brutality across the bond to our cousins, right? Yeah. And I was having this discussion with a few friends the other day, and I was like, you know what? At least in America, you know what you're getting. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. if I'm driving a car, I'm gonna make sure my hands do not leave that steering wheel because I'm like, oh my god, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Think, like, at least yeah. you know. 
black and white. But here, mm -hmm. this is the shit that fucks you up for life. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I'd rather prefer the police to punch me in my face. Yeah. Because I'll, I'll heal quicker in comparison to this because that's going to take me ages to yeah. heal from. It's all very covert. So blue and ball underneath the, yeah. uh, underneath the surface. Definitely. And all of that. And I'm just like... Come on now, really? Yeah, we've got a long way to go. I mean, Pretty Cartel hasn't said anything. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, 100%. She hasn't said she's anything. Look yep. at her mess. But see, Sam say you want to be flying, flying yeah. the flag for the people of colour up in Parliament. Girl, bye, yeah. go sit down. She's, mess. And I mean, I, maybe this was part of Cressida Dick's. This is all under her rule, isn't it? So maybe this, well, is, this all is part it. of it that what the issue, because I'm sure Sadiq well, yeah. would have known about, not oh, known, but I feel like these reports get escalated up. So this is now another police officer who works for the Met, who or group of police officers who work for the Met, who have you know strip searched a teenage girl, and actually I think disproportionately I don't have all the stats to hand, but um, a lot of, I think it's like nine thousand in this country. What children? Been, yeah, have been strip searched. Yeah, between in two thousand and sixteen, more than five five thousand children 000. in England well have been strip searched. But then in terms of the stats for twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one, mm. twenty five children under the age of eighteen were strip searched in that borough or in that area. Um and uh nineteen of them were males. They were handcuffed. And you know, some uh, you you could you, you don't even need to uh, imagine it because you know that happens anyway. You see all these obviously videos that circulate course, and go around yeah, on social yeah. media. Um, eighty eight percent of those searches they found nothing, mm -hmm. um, and then there was no further outcome. But sixty percent of the twenty five children that were searched between that uh, year twenty 2020 twenty twenty one were black, mm. and then you've got um, a few of the other percentages, and then I think probably twenty percent was of Asian and North African uh, descent. So again, I'm combining that 20% to the 60%, that's 80% 80%. of, I don't like using BAME, but black, Asian, mm -hmm. South Asian community members, North African uh, were strip searched in comparison to- These times to, when you go to Camden on a Friday night, you go to Camden on a Friday night. If you Do go you know to Camden mean? on a Friday night, <laughs> do you want some Charlie? Do you want some, what do you want? That, um, you know, like, it's so hard because I'll have to say in the area where I live, I've definitely noticed an increase since lockdown. Um, mm. I'd say, I don't want to say it's county lines, but I definitely think a lot of kids are being used for runners for drugs. Mm -hmm. uh, not all of them are black, but I have definitely spotted and I, I can definitely see there's something Agreed. going on. Um, but who is the audience? Who's buying it? At the end of the day, I'm watching Top Boy. I'm on episode seven, nearly done. Oh my yeah. god! Oh my god! I'm just I'm don't want to avoid all spoilers, but anyway, I'm watching yeah. Top Boy, and you know we it's it Top Boy is a glamorization of of what you know not glamorization dramatization I should say yeah of what goes on, but there are elements of truth within Top Boy. Like it's a very mm -hmm. good example of what using young people to sell drugs, what happens then getting caught up on it, but as a police officer. For you to strip search a child, I mean, I can, I get it. I saw some tweets on the timeline, you know, some boys or men talking about they've been strip searched as teenagers. And they said, you know what? The choice is, they say to you, strip search you in the back of the van and you can go, or you come down to the cell and we do it there. Now, you know you haven't got anything, so what do you choose? You don't want to go to mm. the cell. So you just think, let me just do this quickly. But the damage, 
okay, it's five mm. minutes or whatever, but you know you haven't got anything on you. For me mm. as a police officer, if someone is willing to get into the back of the van quick time to be strip searched and do all of that, I don't know, would I not send a signal they probably don't have anything? Mm. Like, you, you, what are you basing it on? You look like someone who fits a description of X, Y, Z. Like, that's mm. so scary to me. That's so scary to me. And I don't really know. I feel like police policing attracts some of the most depraved people in society who want mm. control and power. And I know there's mm. good police officers who are just doing their job. 100%. But what do you want us to think now? Like, what is... What do you want yeah. us to think now? I don't know. I don't understand. Like, how are we meant to put trust in them? Yeah, that, that's and that's it. It's just, uh, really, as we know that the trust in the police force is broken anyway, but all these allegations has obviously come to the surface mm. in terms of racist, misogynistic behaviour, etc., women's safety. Um, uh, so, you know, it's already fractured as is. And I think, obviously, this is just another, this is the cherry on the cake. Mm. Icing on the cake, cherry on top. Can't remember what One that phrase two. is. One <laughs> of the two. Um, and I think it just like yeah again like it, it just the, it doesn't support having having how we need to build back trust in obviously yeah. the um in the force. Mm -hmm. I was having another conversation with someone and were like you know what the police are basically just like big bullies. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like a hundred percent. They're big bullies and gangs like literally yeah. they're just uniformed gangs. I was like. Actually, when you put it like that, yep. you're so right. Shout yep. out to Davinia, uh, who I was having a conversation <laughs> with yesterday. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely. But it, it, it's hard though, isn't it? Because how can, what, what do you think needs to happen in order for us to then move forward and start to real, real building back that trust? For me, mm. I definitely think that the system's shit and it's mashed up. Mm. You need to dismantle that for quick time. I think at the same time, but I know it's hard because actually what you want to do is almost try to build back a new structure um, simultaneously as you're trying to dismantle the old one and mm -hmm. um, moving obviously like it's not a moving like people or, or police officers or employees that really value um society and mm -hmm. people's safety and respect people irrespective of differences mm -hmm. and uh, feel comfortable to call out inappropriate behavior um and but it, it, it's it's very very hard but i yeah. think that's what needs to be done mm -hmm. it's going to be really interesting that i'll probably we'll probably see quite a few um uh what do you call it adverts uh soon okay. to join the police force because yeah. you know it's going to be the optics when you're going on public uh, um the underground there's going to be like join the met police or slaps uh, yeah. slapped on the underground train station oh good look there's a black girl or a black <laughs> woman who's a police officer you know what it's like because they're going to cry they're going to do crisis management now yeah yeah that it's all come out they're going to do crisis management the yeah. optics are going to be so staged mm -hmm. so i think look out for that in the next couple of weeks they're probably they're going to be going down to that school fairs because you know the school fairs happen right mm. career fair they're going to be there out in force yeah. to try and yeah, build yeah. back the trust yeah we know that Definitely. but yeah that's just i know that, that that in my head i know we're going to feel a little bit as tangent but you know i do feel that that's what kind of needs to happen mm -hmm in terms of rebuilding back up a system that works. Yeah, sure. um, but yeah, what advice would you, could you, what, <sighs> yeah, what advice do you think you could give? I feel like it's a big trickle down problem. We have a conservative government who have slashed police, policing. They've mm. slashed funding. Um, pretty cartel does not care about racism. Like she's a racist herself. And I'm going to say, I believe she's racist herself. Um, you know, just because someone's brown doesn't mean they can't be racist against other groups. I believe she has heavy prejudices prejudices um and doesn't frankly does not care about the poor and the deprived in london and surrounding the country basically i don't think she cares so my dream would be to get the conservatives out 
fully so that the whole police um, force across the country, not just the Met Police, could be restructured. But I know that's a big ask. I think um, what we as a society have to do, because I, I have seen this and, you know, I've seen it with like um, some local authorities have done this, where they're giving children kind of flyers and leaflets like, these are your rights, this is what you should know. And I do agree that educating them and know, letting them know what their rights are <clears throat> is really important. But why yeah. is the onus on the victim? I shouldn't have to, you know, walk on a br brightly lit street, um, you know, after a night out to avoid getting raped by a police officer. I shouldn't have to do that. I am the victim. This child is the victim. Yeah. All of these people who are falsely accused and strip searched or murdered or beat up in police custody are mm. the victims. Mm. We have to galvanize, jacket yellow, you know, I'm always bringing it back up again. But we mm -hmm. are the ones who have, to, we have the power because without us, mm. these people don't have jobs. Without us, these people have no one to arrest. These Without us fighting back, they can't behave in the same way. So for me personally, what mm. I'm going to see, do is if I see any young black boy or girl or actually any child, anyone that I think deemed under the age of 18 being stopped by police, I'm just going to wait. That's my personal choice, as a, especially as a parent, because I'd like to think to myself that if my child was being stopped by the police, an adult walking by someone would, would wait. wait. Yeah. Do you yeah. have your, what's your parents number? Do you want me to call your mum? Do you want me to do yeah. this community now? Because at the end of the day, you know, you have to wait and you have to. We have to be the loco locum loco parentis, whatever. Yeah, no, in in yeah. the streets for our young yeah. people. Now, of course, there yeah. are young people up to nonsense. Let's not deny. There's, there's people doing nonsense but at the end of the day they don't know their rights so let's try and mm -hmm. you know fine if they get arrested and there's drugs are found on them okay thank you police officer okay got on have you called their parents okay what's going to happen mm -hmm. next are they going to have solicitor what's going to happen okay cool i've done my part but if that child is innocent then i am definitely going to wait there before mm. so that i know I that child really is okay good. yeah um and i think everybody should it's not always about oh mind your own business and like it's got nothing to do with me and you know crabs in the barrel let's stop all of that like literally yeah let's support our communities and secondly as well i think you know what i think also like social media has a big part to play in some of this stuff in terms of like getting our kids to be kids i read a really good article yesterday um, by the woman, I've mentioned Babysitter's Club, but I think she's the writer. It's been axed from Netflix. And it's just like a coming mm. of age teen program. But she, someone else kind of paraphrased it, but like our kids go from Dora the Explorer to Euphoria. Oh, 100%. Where is the in-between? There is There's none. none. There is none. Yeah, 110% I agree with you. Literally overnight. Bang. bang. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's literally it that's very that's a that's very very powerful they are not getting the chance to enjoy that coming of age and you know mm. oh, i had my first kiss behind the bike shed no it's i'm popping pills and um doing something illegal yeah. at a party, basically yeah no for sure you know yeah. they're not doing all of that stuff because we removed teenagehood we've forced them to go from being kids at like 11 to adults at 15 mm. it doesn't make any sense so personally mm. for me i think it's about trying to let our kids be kids if we yeah. can 
And I also mean that in the black community, we don't need to keep telling them they need to work 10 times harder. We already know. Like, we already know this. Stop. Let's stop telling them this because work is an adult thing. A 15-year-old is not an adult. So actually, rather than telling them that they have to work 15 times harder, let's maybe give them the tools that, you know what? you got to protest 15 times harder. you got to, yeah, you got no. to fight back 15 times harder. I don't yeah. know. I agree. I think, yeah, no, for sure. I think it's, it's such a cultural thing that's ingrained yeah. in our culture, though, isn't it? Because I think, obviously, yes, we know that we've got to work 10 times harder. Um, and I feel that, you know, we're not we, we, we're not allowed to be kids because we have to contribute and help in the house. Yes, that's right? part of it. So our parents, and if it's a single parent uh, family mm -hmm. as well, whether it's mum, whether it's dad, whether it's both, like, we still have to um, support and help around the house, a.k.a., yes, more things there in terms of chores 100 percent mm. that's a given but encouraging to go out and get a job asap <laughs> or any little money that you have you need to obviously support this household 100 yeah, percent. Yeah. so i agree with you in terms of like yeah allowing our children to be children yeah. um but I, it's very very hard it's especially hard. within the black community it's hard. It's um hard. i would but say there are people who you know, have power. As I said, I've worked in a school with a black head yeah. teacher who stood up in assembly and telling us that she was the only black person on the street and when you step out, you have to represent your family. And all these white teachers are looking around like, what? And I'm looking around like, looking around like what? And I got one black boy in my class looking at me, telling me, Miss, what's she saying? Why is she saying this? <laughs> I said, I, I don't know. So <laughs> his name but i used to love that boy he was he was hilarious miss yeah like, why is she saying this in assemblies like why is she now what why is, why is this shit miss and i'll be like don't swear but i agree with you <laughs> i agree with you because i'll be like why are you screaming. saying why are you saying this and you're yeah. saying black so therefore you're picking out the black kids within the school mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And already telling them that they need to do this. They're representing their household. This is their yeah. moral compass. The kids. Yeah. The kids. But anyway. Allow them to be allow kids. Allow them to Stop be kids. But yeah. anyway, that woman, that's another day anyway. We talked about it, about not all skin folk are kin folk. Some black people, they yeah. want to be the only one. And they're happy to elevate. Yeah. Again, you're elevating white members of staff to senior positions. And I tell you, do you know how many black teachers in that school were absolutely outstanding and could not get mm. any further up because she just wanted to propel what she thought was um, why it was right, basically. That's what she thought, mm. even though the school is predominantly ethnic minority. That's what you're mm. doing. Again, what message does that send out to mm. black children mm. or ethnic minorities as a whole? I like I'm telling mm. you some of the best, best words of encouragement that kind of allowed me to keep going until I quit was from some of the black girls that I taught, and they just said, "Miss, oh, honestly, lovely. they said, Miss, I'm so happy you're here. Like you're just so cool. I'm I'm not even being funny. They're like you're so cool. Like Miss, yeah. like, you work. Like you got your own flat. Like you're just oh my gosh. Like Miss, I just love it. Like it's really encouraging me." They just wanted to know that I'll be talking to them about weave. I'll be talking to them about, you know, maybe you need to get eyebrows done just yet, baby girl. Not yet. Like, maybe wait. <laughs> yeah. Like, about university, about them yeah. talking about culturally things like dinner, food. And you can you can have that rapport with them. You know, you can yeah, have, have that love with Yeah, no, them. for sure. And, like, I really miss that so much. Like, even when I see them now, like, they're big women now, but they'd be like, miss! Yeah. yeah. See me in the gym. Miss <laughs> That's... Him. That is probably so rewarding. So, I miss that. Element. And you know what? If I was to come out of, I mean, I, let me just be careful about what I'm about to say. Because 
<laughs> I don't want to speak it into existence. But if I was to come out of adult learning, I'll go, but to be fair, you know what? Adult learning is, I feel their similarities in terms There's a massive similarities in terms of like, children learning as yeah. well they're still when things don't go their well in terms when leaders don't get what they want they still throw their temper Absolutely. tantrums you're just like hello is this key stage one <laughs> sorry what are we doing here like come on but you know i would like to go into teaching i think i'd be quite a cool I teacher you would actually. i think they love you you know yeah. there was one there was a teacher at my high school and he wasn't a teacher. What was he? He wasn't a teacher. His name was Paul Campbell. Yeah. So I'm hot. I'm hot. And I'll tell you all this day. But Paul Campbell, right? Tall, dark skinned brother, bald head. All the girls were like, oh my God, like he's so sexy. But, <laughs> and he was like a mentor, right? He was a mentor, but he was just the toy. He was stunning, but so good at what he did. Yeah. He was able to articulate himself very, very well. I'm just like, say, and I think he was, what was his, what did he, he never used to teach the subject, but he was like the school, either psychologist yeah. or the school, like, mentor. I can't remember. So he was basically a mentor and people like kids would go there if they needed like support with something else. But I think he might have been a school a school psychologist if I'm oh, on if I'm cool. on it. But he was just awesome. He was super, super awesome. Um I don't know how we got into Paul Campbell. Sorry. We talk about teachers. Uh, yeah, I think I you want to shout out some of your there. teachers, black or white, you know, that Oh yeah. Black I mean yeah, I mean Mr. Sower, Dr. Lawrence Sower. He is the learning director of Princess Frederica. Shout out to him. His daughter Annette listens to this podcast. So shout oh. out to Mr. Sower. He taught me when I was like uh when I was in primary amazing. school. Every single time I see him, hi sir, hi sir. It was amazing. Oh my god, Miss MacDonald, my RE teacher, she was a bad bitch. <laughs> right. I think when I told you, I think I mentioned in one episode before, RE, I know we're going off a bit of a tangent, so I'm gonna wrap this up. I'm gonna wrap up my shout outs in a minute. Um RE, when I first like when I was really shit at religious education, yeah. she as soon as she came into the um the classroom, we were all sitting down, she was like, Year ten, stand up. So listen, let me tell you something. My name is Miss MacDonald Brown and I'm not here to be your friend. When I come into the classroom, I expect everyone to be standing up, wait until I get to my seat and then I can tell you to sit down. Let me tell you something about me. I don't, when I set homework, I don't chase homework. So if you'd feel that you're going to come here with the excuse that your dog ate the homework, the homework got went into the dishwasher, whatever, you best go somewhere else because I'm not going to accept that, uh, that, yeah. um, that excuse. And you'll be sitting down here at the end of school for two hours copying from the Bible. Mad. She tell me, say, when you come to this lesson, <laughs> Make sure you come with your stationery. Don't ever come ask me to tip it because I don't come like WH Smith. <laughs> she got us together. Got us together. A star religious education, though. A star. Yeah. I loved RE. RE was epic. RE was epic. So those are kind of the two teachers that I would like to shout out. I'm actually going to shout out Mademoiselle Bagier. Yeah. She was the black French teacher. She didn't take no shit. I ain't gonna do the accent, yeah. but she was. Yeah. Oh my days, fucking scary. But I loved her. Yeah, I did. And Mr. Yeah. Stewart, Mr. Stewart, gals, gals, gals. <laughs> uh, if you think, listen, if you think we're gonna be sitting here all day, we will. I've got, I've got, I've got books to mark so we can sit here till five o'clock if you like. All right, Mr. Stewart. We will. <laughs> I loved Mr. Stewart. <laughs> Mr. Bramwell. Oh, Mr. Bramwell. He passed away. Bless him. He was like a supply teacher. He used to come in. Old Jamaican man. I loved Mr. Bramwell. Yeah. Girls. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Bramwell. 
Bramwell. Oh, rest in peace. I did love Mr. Bramwell. Uh, Mr. Stewart, Mr. Bramwell. To be honest, my RE teacher was white, but he was amazing. Mr. Healy, shout out to him. Uh, Miss Sweet, my mm. geography teacher, she was white too, but she was great too. Um, we had a mm. mixture of like different... Um... Oh, sorry, my phone's ringing. <laughs> 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 I feel special. Um, yeah, we had a mixture and they were all amazing, to be honest. To be honest, my yeah, school, no, sure. school we had black and white teachers and my experiences, I, I didn't feel there was any institutional racism, but I think it was really a diverse, multicultural school in terms of It staff. was, yeah. So we didn't have... Yeah, the, no, I would... It's quite shocking to me, like, this is what's going on Yeah, now. no, for sure. For sure. I would say my primary school and my secondary school was super diverse, yeah. like massively diverse. Um, and even like when I went to college as well, because obviously I went to primary school in the area yeah. in Brent, but then went to school in Acton yeah. um, and then came back to sixth form in Brent and um, all have been super, super diverse. Yeah. So I think when, when you're reading these, this story, just like, fuck me. like. It's, I mean, it's really? definitely a Hackney issue. Hackney has got a lot of problems. Hackney in itself, the people are mm. fighting. They're fighting like, the institution racism and mm. the issues in hackney are so deeply embedded that to be honest unless you do a clean sweep of the people who have power in that borough it's going to continue and i feel so bad they're priced yeah. out gentrification has moved them out like you know the really Literally. poor people are really struggling child poverty is still issue in that borough like crime is still yeah. issue in that borough but then you still got people coming up buying you know expensive houses because... and going for um you know Literally. soy lattes in the, on Mare Street, these times people get stabbed around the corner. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So in itself, like there's certain boroughs in London, I'm going to call them out, Southwark, Hackney, Lambeth. Mm -hmm. There's deeply ingrained problems. The councillors, it's not necessarily the MP, but the councillors that have power in those boroughs. Like you can see if you follow um, Quajo Housing, like basically if you follow him, mm. he does the, he's the, the hood angel. He goes and sorts out this so, social housing issues and stuff. You know, bless him. He actually used to go to the school where I taught out, but anyway. Um, but he's very smart <laughs> young boy and a young man, I should yeah. say. But these houses are in boroughs that have got money and you've got people living in mm. houses with bear mold, mice, cockroaches. They do not care. So even within itself, even if you go in and, and clean out the teachers and stuff. The people who have power within those boroughs, they mm -hmm. themselves want those deprived people and those black and brown and Asian, they want them out. To Keep them down. To stay down and out. out. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like the people don't understand the the academic whatever the word is. So basically this, this onslaught of schools becoming academies, look into the history of that. There's a reason mm -hmm. academies are businesses. They are not schools. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're, they're not, not schools. schools. They're businesses. So if you send your child to an academy, fully understand your child's education is not necessarily the priority. Money is the priority. Mm -mm. Money is money. Look into Harris Academy if you don't believe me. That's why some of the Harris yeah. Academies, they're full of kids that are, you know, on the, I don't want to say on the spectrum, but they have needs. They have learning difficulties. Yeah. Because you get money for each child mm. that has a learning difficulty or has something mm. that's on the SEM register, you get money for them. So your child is a... It is, I, I, and for sure, and I think it is a bigger, um, it's a bigger conversation Way as well bigger. that we probably won't get into this one, but like maybe worth definitely exploring just yeah, the whole education system and actually it is monetised. Yeah. I know that obviously it is it costs to run a school. 
to do all the the the, the payments the, the the for the teachers in terms of the salary mm -hmm. it, it costs money to 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 run a school um and there has been um reports where it's been really tough for some schools to yeah. remain staffed yeah. to remain open yeah. <laughs> you know they what have i mean to become academies so someone funds yeah, them because have the government is cutting money to schools so it, you know what yeah. then if someone comes to you and says like you know what I've got, I'm a bank and I'm willing to fund roll your, uh, fund roll, bank roll your school with business investment. Yeah. But me, because you got to think schools are land. And listen, I could get into it. The land that schools sit on is money. Mm -hmm. So you mm. buy the school, you own the school and you own the land that immediately increases your business worth, your money, your, your mm. whatever's in your bank account. So, <laughs> People really need to look into that. Um, that's all I'm going to say, you know, because we, we've got to wrap Mad. up. But child Q, baby girl, we, we got your back 100%. We've got you. All of us as a community, we're supporting you. Yeah, I know, for sure. Take them motherfuckers to the cleaner cleaners. <laughs> I know yeah, it's not, not going to take away the pain, but make them no, pay. No, but you get what, yeah, make them pay make 100%. Them pay. And I think for anybody who's looking to obviously join the protest, yes. obviously feel free to obviously look, continue to look on social media because I know there was protests yesterday, yesterday. there's a protest today. Yeah. Um, today is the 21st, I think, of March. I is it? I don't know, 20th? 20th, 20th. It is the 20th of March today. But yeah, for anyone, by the time this episode goes out, unfortunately, it would have been a week, a week too late, but continue to obviously follow the story yeah. on, on social media. And I would definitely, encourage everybody to get out there and protest yeah. in force yeah in force oh bless her but we send love and to your family as well and um i know you're probably not listening but i just feel like i'm putting it into the to the to the ether that, out there in the universe to the ether. That, like, yeah yeah we are here for you and i pray for you i pray for your family and yeah we're, we're gonna get there we're gonna get there take some time might not be our lifetime might be our kids lifetime but no, we'll we're get gonna there. get there you know what i'm saying so um so, there, there you go. go but yeah lots of love <laughs> to you all listening if this story has really upset you or triggered you like please look into also your like mental health resources and getting help because i think For it can sure. really it's like george floyd yeah. again isn't it it can really do a lot yeah. to us as a community it can make us feel like we're Agreed. not going anywhere but we are making strides we are making progress it's not us maybe it's the institution around us and that's what we've got mm -hmm. to fight against so get out there and protest and sign petitions and write to your local MP, do everything you can to get those changes in place so that no one else's child, whether in school or on the streets, no one under the age of 18. Yeah, irrespective, irrespective of colour. No yeah. child under the age of 18 should be getting stripped naked in front of any adult to search for drugs. I don't care. Even if they do have it, mm -hmm. I, I don't care. Like it shouldn't be happening. Mm -hmm. So on that note, guys... I hope you've enjoyed. It's been a good good 50 minutes or so. Um, good 50 minutes. <laughs> but it was important for us to cover that and not kind of make it light yeah. with other issues on the timeline. So sending you love and light from us. Um, have a good day. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.